Hello, everyone. I am Mary Jo Ryder. Hey, I'm Mike. Yeah. And we want to welcome you to this Still. moment with M and MJ. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for putting up with me. I appreciate it. Sometimes I get a little weird, but <laughs> it's all good. Sam Shepard is back with us again. Yes, sir. Boop. Love it. We've been having a great time with Sam, and praise God we're going to talk about, we talked about last time, uh, having a little chat about compassion, and that's where we're going to go. Yes, and if you haven't caught any of the other um, episodes with Sam, we've we've done two previously, so go back and take a look at those, and we'd love to hear your comments and what you think. Right. This, this conversation kind of started just talking a little bit about deliverance. Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, just deliverance ministry as, as a whole. And sometimes guys can get kind of puffed up and go into this, like, thumping their chest and going, I've got power over all these devils and everything yeah. like that, and it's all good. But they miss who is being tormented. Right. And when Jesus looked at people, he had compassion. When he looked at people, his compassion for us drove him to the cross. Yeah. Wow, it's just a powerful thing. So I just did a quick check on how many times compassion is mentioned in the Bible, and it's over 100. So it's it's definitely worth, obviously, if anybody wants to minister, they have to have a heart of compassion. It was like you talking about with your kids. Yep. You've got compassion for these kids, man. Yeah, I mean, we, we have to. In order to be able to minister and to pour out to somebody, we have to have compassion for them. Well, and that's... You know, the discussion that my wife and I have had, you know, about ministry as yeah. a whole, uh-huh. you know, is, is where is it, where is God gifting us, you know, mm-hmm. through an, a lens of compassion? You know, I don't think I could sit here and honestly say, you know, I would love it if a bunch of adults came over and hung out at my house until one o'clock in the morning. Sure. I would, <laughs> I think I'd get sick of them, um, you know, but, but their kids could come yeah, and, yeah. and hang out and, you know, we have, we have an absolute blast. My wife would say is because I'm one of them. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> rightfully so. I, I definitely am, you know, I, I, I get older, but I'm not, I'm not ever going to grow up. Right. You know, growing up is optional. It's overrated. And it's completely overrated. I tell every kid, don't ever be an adult. (laughs) 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 Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if your ministry isn't coming from a place of compassion, it's lacking. Oh yeah. You know, the, when, when we were on the topic of compassion, you know, the, the story of the good Samaritan. Was, is an obvious one for me. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just read it, and then I, I, w- I want to talk a, say a couple things about it. Get after uh, it, But buddy. it says uh, in, in verse, uh, Luke 10, verse 30, Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down to, from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Uh, now by chance, a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side following the law mm-hmm. right right like, like he you know he can't get his garments bloody right you know then he's unclean right right um verse uh 32 likewise a levite when he arrived at the place came and looked and passed by the other side but a certain samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he had compassion yeah and so he went to him and bandaged his wounds pouring on oil and wine and he set him on his own animal brought him to an inn and took care of him the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave it to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I'll repay you. Yeah. And then he asked, Which of these do you think was, was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? 
and he said, and this is a lawyer that he's talking to, and he said, he who showed up showed mercy to him, and Jesus said, go ahead and do likewise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's so interesting because, you know, in, in the Jewish culture, as we all probably know, but in the Jewish culture, Samaritans were half-breeds, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They hated them. Yep. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, it's interesting that he was in Jericho and a Samaritan was there yeah, um, because they weren't allowed there. Okay. Um, and so it, it's really interesting because the Samaritan was out of place right. by man's standards. Uh-huh. But he had to be on divine assignment. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, he doesn't go into that and doesn't delve into that, but he shouldn't have been there. Right. Um, but it, it's just so interesting because I look at that and, you know, the priest passed by following the law, mm-hmm. probably on his way to synagogue and probably doing godly things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't say this guy wasn't righteous. Then it goes on and says, you know, the Levite, who's a priest, also probably doing godly things. Right. But then this half-breed shows up, out of place, out of time. And, you know, it says he had compassion on this man and purposefully went out of his way yeah. to care for this man. Poured oil on him, wine, uh, put bandages on his wounds, put him, treated him better than himself. Yeah. And brought him to an end. And then he allowed God to move in him to a point where it interrupted his day. Right. Sure. And then even spent the night in the den because it or in the inn because it says on the next day. Mm-hmm. So so not only did he like he totally ruined his schedule, mm-hmm. right? And then he leaves and says, "Hey, whatever else you spend taking care, of, take full care of this guy. Yeah. Um, whatever else you spend, I'll be back and I'll pay I'll pay you back." Right. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean that's just such an image of God, you know? Like oh, yeah. a lot of times we meet Jesus when we're on the side of the road half dead mm-hmm. you know we 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 we're stripped naked you know fully trans all of our sins are exposed mm-hmm. and and we're 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 about done and and you know the religious people are like you're not worthy right i'm not gonna come anyway in fact i'm going to pretend i don't even see you yeah and then and then the one that we least expect it yeah is the one that helps us out uh-huh Going back and 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 teaching this to kids, you mm-hmm. know, saying, you know, these are the ones that I want you to bring. You right. know, the the ones whose sins are exposed. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that need. We all need Jesus, right? But the ones who are obviously in need of Jesus sure, and, yep. and 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 are the unchurched people. Mm-hmm. That's who I want you to bring. The kid that deals drugs in school, right? Bring bring him to me. Bring him. You know, Jesus said, "Go catch fish." You know, mm-hmm. I will make you fishers of men, yeah. right? He didn't mm-hmm. say, "Bring me a fillet," right? All prepped and ready to go because I'm <laughs> I, I'm I'm ready to eat. Yeah. He said, "No, bring me the stinkiness. Yeah, bring me the slimy slime. You know, yep. bring bring me them. Bring me the fish, yeah. and I will clean them." Yeah, it, it's it's just so cool to see not only this story, but then this story kind of played out within our youth. At, yeah. at, at church, you know, yeah. when, when they bring, you know, their friends that don't know Jesus and they right. completely open up and they're like, I feel a love, I feel a presence, I feel um, worth uh-huh. again that uh-huh. I haven't ever, sometimes never even felt. Right. 
you know, and it feels like the whole world was weighing down on them when they walked in. And by the time they left, they're a completely different person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's so, it's so powerful. Oh man. So powerful. That's got to give you just a buzz. I mean, I mean, you know, all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. All, like, all the time. You know, I, I tell these kids I'm doing it just as much for me as I, as it, as I am for <laughs> you guys. Because, I mean, not only does it force me to be fully reliant on God, because oh, yeah. without him, I truly am nothing. Exactly. Um, but then to see the evidence of that working yeah. out in their lives mm-hmm. and just knowing, you know, knowing that I had just a small part to do in that. Right. Um, you know, I say I, but God working through me had, right. a, had a small part to do in that. Mm-hmm. Man. But you know we have to there's, be yielded. There's no experience like that. That's we ha- true. We have to That's be obedient. True. We we have to be. We could tell God no every day of the week. Yeah. But we well, have to choose. Well, that didn't get that didn't get me very far. No, though. it didn't get me very far neither. <laughs> <laughs> but we do, you know. And when we do that, that's how that happens. We yeah. open that path for God, that, that avenue yeah. for God to touch yeah. people's lives yeah. through that compassion for these kids coming in. I mean, you see them coming in. They're not, but they are dressed in rags and filthy and dirty. By the time they leave, they've got a brand new white garment, and they're clean and spotless. Yeah. Wow. So what we're talking about is compassion. Compassion. Sharing the love. The the one thing that I thought was really interesting when I was just kind of looking through things uh, as far as, as deliverance and just learning about that, is in Luke chapter 7, where Jesus is going to a town called Nain, and his disciples in a great throng accompanied him. Just as he drew near the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died and mm. was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and a large gathering from the town was accompanying her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And said, do not weep. And he went forward and touched the funeral buyer, and the pallbearer stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise from death. And the man who was dead sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Yeah. He had compassion on his mother. Yeah. He didn't have compassion on the dead dude. Right. He had compassion on his mother because he's like, she is grieving. This is all she has left yeah. is her son. What's what's cool to see is, you know, how Jesus was never in a hurry. Oh, no, no, no. He was willing to be interrupted any day of the week. Well, to that point, he didn't look like he was on time a lot. <laughs> the disciples, I think, were often pretty frustrated with him. Like, yeah. like, hold on, we're going from Judea to Galilee. We go around Samaria. And he's like, no, I have to go uh-huh. through Samaria to the divine appointment that he had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, we have to be a vessel. We have to be yielded yeah. to yeah. the Holy spirit in yeah. that, in that aspect of, do I go this way? We were just talking actually in a devotional that I'm doing with the kids um, on the Bible app of how, you know, we don't know what God has protected us from, mm-hmm. but if we are yielded and we are, obliged to or not obliged but if we but if we give ourselves over to the will of holy spirit Mm -hmm. and you know even if it's i'm driving the way to work this is the way to work Mm -hmm. but if we feel led that we're to take another way we take that other way and nothing happens right but we don't know what could have happened being being kept under his wings you know Mm -hmm. and 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 in the shadow of his wings i think is how it puts it um you know just the protection that comes 
with that. And, you know, compassion is all part of being, of walking in the anointing. It's oh, like, yeah. it's like this, this stream of blessing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's our choice whether we are on the bank or on the, in the shallow, or if we're fully in the deep. And if yeah. we're in the deep, it should kind of feel like we're drowning every once in a while. Right. And, you know, exactly. but, but we're fully relying on him in yep. the deep because we can't do it ourselves. Right. 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 It's the best place to be, but sometimes it feels like, oh my gosh, I'm out of place. Right. And you know? sometimes it's a scary hundred <laughs> percent. That's why the that's why the Israelites were like, no, 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 we, <laughs> let's go back to Egypt. At least we know what we're gonna get. Yeah. It's interesting. And yeah, you're you're you're, least, you're, yeah. you're you're never gonna have a, a a solid, you know, thriving ministry without 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 compassion. I believe right. it's one of the foundations of a good ministry is is compassion. And it forces us to look outside of ourselves. 100%. And we have to. And it forces you to look beyond the problem mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. the person. Right. You know, and and like Jesus mm-hmm. did, you know. Right. Jesus, Jesus, you know, didn't see the the demons inside of, you know, the legion of, uh, of devils inside of the man. Exactly. He saw the tormented man. Yeah. He's like, no, you need to leave. It's a good choice. Compassion is a good choice. Yeah. Oh, boy. We ain't kidding about that. But there again, I don't, I don't, I don't think we. Again, I think we've just scratched the surface of it, right? Yeah. Right. Like, and look at, I'm scratching the surface of this nice oak I'll, table. I'll, Haven't I'll, even I'll made give, it. I'll that. give you a story of what I'm talking about. So there's, a, there, there's a friend I have in church, as I have, uh, you know, two or three friends in church. That's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> two, two. <laughs> um, but there, there again, you know, I, I look at the story of the Good Samaritan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, you know, I antiquate it with this story that I'm about to say. So, you know, it's Wednesday night as, you know, Wednesday nights go, mm-hmm. kids are always vying for my attention, right? Mm-hmm. And it's 6.30, 6.40, um, service starts at 7, doors are open, so kids are starting to show up, they're going to hanging out, they always want me right. to play games with them and whatever. Um, and usually that's the case. Saw a friend, just went up, shook his hand, said, hey, how you doing? And he's like, let me tell you how I'm doing. And I knew right then and there, I'm like, this is more than a 30-second conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that this is where I needed to be. This was a moment that I could have compassion. Right. Uh, wasn't even a youth, you know, wasn't a youth kid, just a, just a guy, mm-hmm. you know. We sat down, he started talking. I'm not going to discuss what we talked about, but, you know, we started talking very personal, relational things, and it lasted until about 6.58. I got to preach in two minutes, you Uh know. Granted, you know, we have some praise and worship at the beginning, so that's fine, but service has to start. Right. I was good. I was willing to see it through to the end. You know, just like the the story of the Good Samaritan, you know, he's like, he's like, take care of this Mm -hmm. to the end of this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it got to 658. We wrapped the conversation up. I prayed with them, you know, and, and, you know, but the ministry doesn't stop there, right? right. You know, there's follow-up, there's, you know, emails, yep. there's text messages, there's further conversations that are had. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not a youth kid. My, my department is youth, but, mm-hmm. but this is just as much as important as, as anything else, right? right. Mm-hmm. When, right. when, when God opens the door, you know, to, to conversations like that, you're the only one that's going to close it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you have that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I refuse to do that. Right. But yeah. So then, you know, I, I go to service and of course my wife's like, where have you been? It's mm-hmm. seven o'clock. You got to go up on stage. I'm like, it's fine, honey. I got it. She's like, no, you know, and there were certain things that had to be omitted. Uh-huh. 
And, you know, I had to, I didn't have time to explain it. Right. And so I'm like, let's just let service go. Or, you know, let, let's just talk about this after service. And I explained uh-huh. it and everything's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was like, you have to be prepared to be interrupted and and allow for the flexibility with, yeah. within your ministry. Right. You know, you, you can have this perfectly laid out plan and be doing kingdom work and be doing godly things, but you never know when God's going to interrupt that. Right. And, you know, you, you know in that moment whether or not you know, you're doing the right thing or whatever, right. but but you still have to make that choice. Am I going to allow this mm-hmm. my plan to be interrupted? Right, and it's it's crucial in those moments. Are you doing God's plan or are you now working your plan? Mm-hmm. You know who is the whose kingdom are are you trying to move forward? Right, and you right, know yeah. it's a constant gut check that you have to do. And and 100%. but it, it, it's really cool because there's I mean there's been some fruit from that too. You know right. that that you know restored relationships and stuff. And yeah. it's like, gosh, if I have if if I would have shut that door and said sorry, I can't I can't deal with this because I have a youth thing going on. Sorry, bud. What would have happened? I don't know. Thank right. God I don't know. Right. You know, right. I don't have to right. find out because, you know, well, I was willing to yield to that. Yeah. What you do know is that all is well. Amen. Amen. So, hey, good stuff. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We're appreciative that you stopped by. And we would love to hear from you. If you got comments, questions, or anything like that, please let us know. And if it's a question that we can't answer, we will consult the one who can. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's good. And we do so much appreciate everybody that's sharing with us. Thanks a bunch. Take care. Bye-bye.